Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Startup of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, the co-founder of Established co-founder of Established Ventures, and the team behind the Startup of the Year community, and this very podcast. Thanks for being here. On this episode, we're going to hear a conversation I had with Jen Lim during the Beyond Happy Palooza event, which happened a few months ago. It feels like yesterday. It happened in October, but it, uh, it was quite a blur of, of I hosted the event and had a number of great, amazing, inspirational speakers uh, join us, including Adam Grant, um, Peter Diamendez, and uh, Jen Lim herself, and many, many others. I had a great time hosting. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you can, you're going to hear the conversation I have with Jen Lim here shortly. If you're not familiar with Jen, she's the co-founder uh, and CEO of Delivering Happiness, which spun out of um, the book by Tony Shea, Delivering Happiness. And she wrote the, a new book. It's called Beyond Happiness, How Authentic Leaders Prioritize Purpose and People for Growth and Impact. You can grab a copy today, today out on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Uh, we'll drop a, a link in the show notes for you so you can find it more quickly. Uh, it's been a, a Wall Street Journal bestseller now for a number of weeks and is uh, doing very well. It's a great book, and I really urge you to pick it up. Uh, Jen is a longtime friend. I met her through a mutual friend, Tony Shea, who unfortunately passed away. Um, we just passed his one-year anniversary of his passing, uh, and his 47th birthday would be in a few weeks here now. So, um, you know, really... Uh, somebody that we we really uh, looked uh, to for inspiration and had you know amazing amazing vision for um, changing e-commerce and and how to create uh, you know communities and cities and things of that nature. So he's obviously greatly missed uh, by by many and uh, obviously is will always be in our hearts. So I wanted to mention that and obviously this interview is is talking a little bit about Tony I believe and and some other things. So I hope you enjoy it. But before we jump into the discussion. I wanted to share some exciting news about our Start of the Year Summit. It's coming up here in person in Tampa Bay, Florida. Actually, not in Tampa Bay. It's actually, I correct myself. It's actually in Tampa, Florida. We're not doing things actually in the Bay. Uh, it's going to be in person, though, on uh, January 25th through 27th of 2022. And our, our partner there is an Embark Collective. Embark Collective is a, an innovation hub down there and doing an amazing job helping startup founders um, up their game and, and get to the next level. It's also sponsored by ReliaQuest, which is, if you haven't heard about it yet, ReliaQuest is actually, just recently was announced, uh, they just raised another round of funding. They're actually at unicorn status, so you're going to probably want to check them out, and they're one of our top you know, title sponsors of this event. Um, we've got a great group of, of people coming down, a number of different uh, activities, kind of our class A activities, because this is our awards for the end of the year. We're going to have 100 companies down there participating uh, in a number of different things, including pitching a group of investors and mentors as they get, you know, are looking for additional exposure and potentially recognition and, and a chance at uh, potential investment, as well as the title of, of you know, People's Choice, as well as um, you know, Startup of the Year, which and a number of other awards that we can uh, give out as well. And so there'll be 100 companies from all over, the, all over the country participating from our community, early stage companies. Plus, we've got a great group of, of speakers, and we announced our first group of keynote speakers uh, just recently. We've got uh, Sarah Kunst from uh, Clio Capital. We've got Jeff Vinnick, uh, the owner of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. He's also um, you know, a visionary as well as when it comes to the development of, of Tampa, 
um, spent a lot of time and energy and, and resources to make that happen with his um, with his group there in in culmination or in actually cooperation with um, another group, but ultimately uh, doing some great stuff down there and uh, changing the way the live work environment of Water Street, the Water Street uh, Tampa area. So pretty cool stuff happening down there, as well as um, Mac uh, Conwell, who's uh, from Rare Beat VC. He's actually an alumni of start of the year program and community um he he came in uh, in baltimore and showed his company off years ago and now he's back as a vc and doing great work um we've got blake hall uh from id.me another uh unicorn uh <laughs> based out of dc but ultimately just opened an office down in tampa and as well and uh he's also alum an alum of, of start of the year community which is exciting and he's going to come back and share some of his um some of his thoughts and in, in um in his talk and then we've got uh, Jen Lim from Delivering um, Happiness, and her, she's going to share some things about her new book. Uh, we've also got Amy Beckley, who's an alum as well. Um, she's got a product that's out there called Prove and came through a few years ago and is doing great work. And so those are our first set of speakers. We've got more to come, so don't uh, we're not going to leave it at that. But amazing group of people coming down, and we'd love to have you participate and be a part of it. So if you're interested in learning more and want to get on the list, um, just go to summit.startupofyear.com. Again, it's summit.startupofyear.com and uh, sign up and we'll, uh, we'll get back to you soon and get you involved. All right. So let's jump into our chat with Jen Lim. But uh, now we're going to talk a little bit more about the book. And I wanted to jump in, Jen, and ask you, um, first of all, like, how do we get here? Like for those, you know, I mentioned, you mentioned this earlier and we talked about it a little bit, but Anyone that's new and just joining us, I'd love to have you share, you know, how do we get here today with uh, Beyond Happy Producer? Yeah, this whole thing is just uh, kind of whipped into shape in the last four weeks, which is kind of crazy to think because there's a lot of production that had to go into this. But it, um, but basically, I was pretty bummed that I couldn't do, like, you know, we did this crazy bus tour for Delivering Happiness. Obviously, we can't do that right now because of COVID. So I really missed that human interaction and connection. And so I was talking to Peter Diamandis because I was just you know, having conversations with um, and podcasters and et cetera. And he just brought it up in a way that's like, well, why don't you kind of do uh, some Palooza type of thing? And so I was like, that's actually not a bad idea. Um and I just didn't realize that everyone I asked if they wanted to do an interview would say yes. <laughs> so the Palooza just turned up and longer and longer. And, and what's also awesome is that even there's going to be more content coming after this because we couldn't fit everyone in one day. So there's more um, really cool interviews coming up out of this whole genesis of that one conversation. So we wow, have you heard it here first, secret interviews that are going to be released at some point in the near future. That's exciting. Yeah, so, I guess. I'm can you share who any of them might be, or is that a secret? Oh wow. Um, yeah, I could share. There's or going to be. Friends. It's up to you. Uh, I'll I'll share a couple. Uh, there's going to be Arthur Brooks, which is pretty exciting because he's you know from the Atlantic and he has this whole happiness program on that end of things. So I love to hear his perspective. Um, there's Guy Kawasaki, you know, legendary Silicon Valley icon. He's, uh, he's going to be up, um, and I'll stop there because, uh, there, then it would ruin all those surprises. Awesome. That's great. So a couple more and there's going to be others as well. So exciting stuff coming. I wanted to ask you, why did you write this book beyond happy happiness? Why did I write it? I, um, well, what it, first sat down to write it this was right right before covid 
and it was all neatly laid out. You know, the publisher signed on the contract. There was this outline, and it was just bas basically talking about the last 11 years of, of delivering happiness and sharing all these rich stories of people, individuals, and organizations, how they've been rippling the impact by using, you know, positive psychology and, and scientific happiness. So I'm like, I just want people to know, like, anyone can do it. Um, it's it's universally applicable, but then of course COVID happened, and then the sequence of events of you know recession, uh, social unrest, and of course um, the passing of Tony at the end of the year, and then the why of the book just changed. Not in terms of the content, but the why got so much bigger because it wasn't enough anymore just to share what was happiness and how that's worked mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to go beyond it and really explore um, the more, not just the highs, but also the lows, like make it really holistic in terms of where we are in society today because it's so much different knowing we can't go back to the norm and, and be in this new abnorm. So, so that's why I wanted to push the agenda and question ourselves a little bit and ask ourselves, you know, what is happiness and what might beyond be and how that can be readily applied to our organization so that we are not just thinking about profits, but bringing that in to essentially reinvesting into more meaningful lives. And we all had a lot of time to think about that over the last 18 plus months. Absolutely. I'm curious, did you change the title? Was it always called Beyond Happiness or did you have to, have to change the title as well? Uh, yeah, the title changed probably about 50 times. <laughs> the Google Doc just kept on getting longer and longer and longer every time something happened in the news. Um, right. But the original title that the a publisher was really into um, was It's Time to Love Work with Love in Parentheses. Mm -hmm. And um, it just didn't feel right <laughs> by the end of you know, 2020 that there was something I mean more. It would. I mean, it makes sense, like, right? How, yeah, that makes sense. But I think you'd have to say, "Love working from home." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah. that would. That nature might make more sense. So this, I, I think, the new title uh, fits better. And um, you know, you mentioned writing the. Well, first off, writing a book is hard. I know that. Um, from firsthand experience. What's that? From firsthand experience. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but writing a um, writing a book during a pandemic, during social unrest, while running a company, and then obviously with, with the death of my friend Tony Shea, how did you do that? Like, that, how do you? I know you, you shared some of the stories and things in the book, but I mean that that had to be extremely hard and emotional and draining. And I'm just curious, how did you get through it? Oh wow! It was so you know everyone says day by day. Uh, taking it by day, by day by day, but really for me it was hour by hour because I wasn't sure at one point if I could actually finish it um, or just do it justice because I just didn't think it, you know, I could try and process and write at the same time. Uh, luckily, I have an amazing support team, um, friends, families, the book team, um, my company. Uh, that made the biggest difference, and I think that's also testament to just any form of loss and any form of loss that everyone in the world had, like experienced over the course of the last 18 plus months. I think we're all processing it as a global society. So it really came back to that feeling of um, deep relationships, uh, knowing that that's worth living for and worth fighting for and really going through 
um, a daily resistance. There's a great book that my brother recommended right before I write. I started writing it, which is the the War of Art and art, not just in you know, writing form, but any form of art we do in life, which is mm-hmm. every day. Um, and he talks about our daily resistance that we have. We actually have to address it and sit with it and and uh, understand it. So I think everyone's going through it in some form or another, um, but. By going through it, we do get that much stronger, as the cliche goes. Absolutely, and you did it. I mean, you got it done, and it's a bestseller. So, congratulations! That's huge. Thank you, thank you. I All think right. there's just so many stories of people that have gone through crazy battles, and um, and uh, so that that uh, inspires me to 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 know that we all can do it in some way, form, or another. All right, so just so everyone watching uh, is on the same page and if they missed the beginning or any of the other discussions you've had, um, can you define uh, happiness uh, and, then, and then maybe just jump in with like how everyone should you know, go beyond that happiness? Yeah, so we always base it back to the science and, and positive psychology. So according to that definition, because it's so subjective, right? Like people think, oh, yeah, rainbows and unicorns, you know, that kind of happiness does exist. You know, that's more of the pleasure form. But number one is is basically the, the authentic self and, and knowing our inherent disposition as a human being, as, as we were born. Uh, the second thing is the pleasure stuff, like you know, like going out and hanging you know, with your friends and, um, you know, going into the uh, pub or you know things that we can't do anymore uh, so much but the last thing is uh, so that's hedonic um, the hedonistic side of us and then there's the humanistic side of us of happiness which is more of an Aristotle thing which is talking about the higher purpose side uh, or the self-actualization as Maslow would call it so those three components of like number one knowing who we are inherently pain uh, sorry pleasures and the joys in our life and that short-term way and then the long-term happiness of of um re- realizing that higher purpose so knowing that in is you know what's been described as happiness in the past i wanted to really push it a bit further and kind of stretch it a little because the world isn't the same anymore and to have it you know our definitions based in you know 2000 years ago when aristotle and socrates were hanging out and chilling talking about happiness is not the same so what can we do now to help define it for ourselves and ask ourselves the question, what might happiness beyond happiness mean for myself at work and in life? And knowing that, especially what we all went through, that it's not just the highs, it really is understanding those lows and being gentle with ourselves and understanding that that can be one of happiness, knowing that every day is not gonna be hunky-dory, but to be able to embrace both sides of that spectrum or all sides of our spectrums is where we land um, and where we can be even beyond happiness, uh, beyond happy, we're beyond where we were before at least. No, that makes sense. And I work with a lot, I've started my own companies, I've worked with a lot of startups. That's the startup journey, right? The ups and the downs and the everyday, and it's a, it's a life journey, so that makes a lot of sense. One thing that I keep kind of thinking or going to in my mind though is, is going beyond happiness focusing on legacy. Like, you know, you're gonna do all this stuff and there's the ups and downs, but if you take the long view, like down the road, it's like you're focusing on your legacy of what, what people maybe remember you by or what impact you've made. So I'm curious, is that how you're looking at it? Yeah, I love that question because I made a really distinct point that 
in the book that it's there's a legacy that we all I mean some people don't like that word but it's just the truth like people are known right. for what they're like you know right. Tony legacy Steve Jobs has a legacy but what I really wanted to make it a point of is that we all can have a living legacy so that people aren't thinking about us and reflecting about us after we're gone but we can actually be living what we want to be known for right now so one of the things I talk about is instead of working on your resume or working on your next company and how to like um, try to grow that. What about just working really, like, just briefly working on your eulogy instead? For a moment, just thinking about, you know, what is it that you want people to be known or you want to be known for and work towards that on a day to day basis. And that really reframes how we spend our time. And so that's why I'd rather think of our lives as a living and a loving legacy, not just one that we leave behind. I like that. Living legacy is a living canvas for us to do whatever we need to to. Fill that eulogy out so that down the road, not now, but down the road, like 100 years from now, somebody will post it in some place wherever they post those things these days. I don't even know where we read one of those anymore. Anyway, let's keep moving. I, um, I like the concept of greenhouses, um, you know, and, and kind of tending to your greenhouses. And I think of gardening, I think of that, you know, that jungle room that uh, Tony used to have in his, in his apartment in Las Vegas. and. Um, yeah. I mean, can you explain to me the importance of these greenhouses and how can you um, heighten them? Yeah, so I think what it all came from, actually, it's funny you bringing up the, the greenhouse that Tony had in Vegas because he talked about greenhouses a lot and has, as a leader, he felt that we should be nurturing and growing other greenhouses but not having to be the tallest plant or the tree, etc. And I thought that was a beautiful, you know, way to look at what we could be doing as leaders. Um, but as part of my processing, what everything happened in the last 18 months, I also had this bigger, and this is not, you know, hugely revelatory because it's not like, you know, it's not news, but it's a reminder that we need to be nurturing our own greenhouse as we grow others. And knowing that, you know, if we don't have our oxygen mask, oxygen mask on first, it's a cliche, but it's really true. Like, how can we try and nurture others when we're not even replenished within ourselves? And I've seen it so much. Um, and I have a few examples of book uh, in the book where leaders where you think that are doing amazingly well, CEOs, New York Times bestseller list, um, you know, entrepreneurs, and, you know, on paper, you would think, well, wow, they're we must have, you know, have just a perfect life. And the reality is that they had to go through some dark shit, <laughs> to, to put it bluntly, to get there. And I think by sharing those stories, I think it helps people realize that they can get through that too. And they actually sometimes need to get that to go head to head with those demons or shadow sides or things that we've kind of swept under the rug over the years for whatever reason, you know, our upbringing or traumas, et cetera. So, so yeah, that's why the metaphor came up in being able to not just grow, grow, grow others, uh, but you know, it's amazing to see how much self-love and self-care those words are being used readily uh, at sea level and board level uh, and boardrooms in a way that we all should be considering it for ourselves too at work in life. All right. Thanks so much, Jen. It's always fun to catch up and really appreciated you pulling me in. And it's an honor to, uh, it's an honor to be a part of the, uh, the event that you hosted back in October. And anytime you need me, I'm here for you. So great work and, and congratulations on being a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. That's amazing as you're out there changing the world with your, um, with your efforts.
All right, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you found it interesting and something we shared interesting, please do share it with a friend. Um, we really help uh, want to be helpful to anybody and believe in sharing. So sharing is caring. So get it out there and share it with somebody that you think would, would find it interesting or helpful. And uh, speaking of sharing, I wanted to share one more thing before we go. I wanted to you know, spread the word about one of our, our partners, Open Grants, um, because I think it's uh, something listeners could really find helpful. Uh, anyone out there looking for funding or looking for different options, um, you know, Open Grants is a, pl- a platform for out, uh, searching your, this marketplace of non-dilutive U.S. funding for organizations. So if you're a startup or a nonprofit or, or a grant writer or a foundation or even a government, government agency trying to find um, funding, you should check out uh, Open Grants. Just go to opengrants.io forward slash established, and you can do a free search and, and learn more about uh, some of their efforts. So check it out. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Remember, if you're, you're trying to get something going or maybe you already have it going, today is the best day to keep it moving or get it started. Um, not tomorrow, not the next day. Just keep, keep at it, keep iterating, and uh, we'll be here with our community to help uh, give you access to expert advice and resources that we think could help elevate your startup or effort to the next level. And you, you can join us today online as well if you go to SOTY.link forward slash apply uh, or just startupoftheyear.com forward slash application. We hope you do join us and thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber signing off and uh, wishing you the best of luck and all of the success you can have in your future ventures. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.